So, I mean, they, they often say this, that Japanese people are born and they go to a shrine. Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, that's the first, they, they get like, like Christians in a shrine. Mm-hmm. When they get married, they go to a Christian church because they want the white wedding with the white dress and like the beautiful, the beautiful, like European style, Disney style wedding. And then when they die, they go to a temple. So they just like, check, check, check. Welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Michi, and these are my co-hosts. Natsuki. Alex. And today, we have kind of a serious conversation, maybe. Serious? So I wanted to talk about, because Alex has a background in this, which I don't. And so having Alex as our, you know, this year, he started as the our new co-host. Uh, we, wanted to, we wanted to talk to him about Buddhism and religion mm-hmm. in Japan. Okay. Now, Alex, <laughs> tell us, tell us really quick. So you were, uh, before you came to Japan, you were a Buddhist, right? Why uh, you? N- well, n- not strictly, no. To be honest. Okay, I mean, tell like, us. Well, my like when I was a kid, my dad, you know, was interested in Buddhism and stuff like that. Okay. So I think he started out reading like um, kind of beatnik type books from the fifties and. Are 60s. you saying that your dad was a hippie? No, a hippie was a mod. What's a mod? You don't know what a mod is? No. A mod's like, um, in England, they used to ride around on Vespa scooters and things like that with That's... long kind of parka jackets on. Sounds like an Italian. No, it's... Um... Sounds like a John Lennon to me. You know The Who? I do know The Who. They made a, made a movie called Quadrophenia. <laughs> no, no, losing no. this cultural reference. <laughs> no. No, anyway, so they were into kind of like, um, you know, uh, American music like Motown and, you know, things like uh, Soul. Okay. music uh, and used to drive around on the scooters and things like that. Vespas. Vespas, yeah. Um, but he liked kind of beatnik kind of literature and stuff as well, right? Okay. So he was just like so, into learning about many different Well, just cultures. culture and stuff oh. like that. You know, Jack Kerouac and that kind of thing, right? So I think through that, he got into the idea of Zen because Zen was kind of popular mm. back then with those people in America. Right. Um, and then he wanted to find out more about that, but there wasn't kind of a Zen Buddhist school in England. Hey, what is Zen? I'm Japanese, but uh, what is Zen? What's Zen? Zen is like, Zen's a difficult word. Yeah. Zen is like sitting like <laughs> this. You know, we, we brought Natsuki to be in this conversation so she can say all the racist and discriminatory <laughs> stuff. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I love it how we start out with the first Japanese word, what is Zen? I mean, that's tough, uh, tough it's to start Zen with. Mon? Yeah, Zen. Yeah, I have an idea in my mind, but I'm not sure if it's so well, I mean, it basically just means meditation. Right. So oh, yeah, it's meditation. Yeah. Okay, it's okay, from okay. the word uh, dhyana. Dhyana is that I think originally, um, and it basically just means meditation. Meditation. Yeah. Mm. So like the kanji for Zen is like the the radical is like the simple. This is the kanji. Oh uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so sitting and then close your eyes and thinking nothing is that something like that? 
I think when you reach Zen, you reach like like this meditative state where you you're not wanting anything, you're not thinking about anything, you're not worrying about anything, you're just existing. Ah. I don't know if that's right or not. That's why Alex is here. <laughs> yeah, it's more. I think it's more like the practice of meditation itself mm. rather than a state that that you actually find yourself in. Okay. So in English literature, it's used as being kind of a state, but it's not really a state. It's more like a practice, as far as I. Zen was, I'm pretty sure, a Chinese-run sushi bar in Vegas like very many years ago, and then it went out of business. Yeah, that's where it comes from. That's the the origin of the term. Uh, Las Vegas sushi bar. The best best Vegas sushi restaurant was called Raw, but like they didn't spell it R-A-W. They spelled it R-A, and the symbol for it was the katakana ra. Oh, my God. (laughs) So tacky. (laughs) Yeah, I think we, I don't think we had any sushi restaurants in Sheffield. Maybe mm, still now. In England, they've got Yo Sushi, Yo Sushi. It's a popular chain. Is that like mm. Yo Sushi? Yo, yo Sushi. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Kaiten Sushi. Uh, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Wait, wait. Okay, so wait. Your father's learning about Buddhism in England. Yeah. Now, there's obviously many different branches of Buddhism. Is he learning about the actual Indian Buddhism? So uh, Thai Buddhism. Thai Buddhism. It's kind of more popular in England, yeah. So the kind of Thai school of it was uh, kind of more popular in the UK. And there's a place called Amavarati, which is like a a Buddhist temple, basically. Hmm. So I used to get dragged there when I was a kid. Uh, So you you went willingly. Uh, Yeah, willingly. (laughs) Yeah. So it's weird. I'd go down there and there's all these kind of white people that have got like shaved heads and wearing monk robes and kind of living. Orange one? Yeah. Um, Like living as monks, like um, 100 Full full time, right? All right. Can I ask you a question really quick? Yeah. Do you think that when you see like what you just described, like white people, right? Yeah, so they're yeah. like they're like people from your clan, right? Yeah, yeah. They're doing like this completely different culture, this like Asian like culture religion. Yeah. Do you think that that's cool that they're experiencing something new, or do you feel it's dis non non authentic? Do you feel it's like cultural appropriation? Like how where, no, how where do you fall on it? It's not about like cultural appropriation or anything like that. It's just about the the belief in that system of thought right? okay okay so it might seem exotic at first but once you kind of get into it, it becomes normal right because it's i same as like seeing a japanese guy in a vicar's outfit so i was going to give an example you know I, I, mean? I, w- I went to a, a party once in the countryside and it was a bunch of japanese people dressed up as like american cowboys <laughs> and they were they were doing like western music like it was a hoedown i see yeah, you're talking yeah. about the f- why are you got a name drop everybody all the time? You can't name drop people, Natsuki. Anyways, yes. Okay. And so, like, I was just sitting there, like, as the only white person, the only American in the entire, like, group. I was just like, what are you people doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, but that's how I felt. But you, I guess it's different if it's a religion because it's, like, welcoming. It's a way. It's not. Is it a, Buddhism? Is it a religion? Is it a way of thinking? Buddhism's uh, not really a religion, actually. It's more like the, it's a series of religions that are kind of grouped together under the term Buddhism. So there's, like, Thai Buddhism. There's several schools of that. Then there's Indian Buddhism, which doesn't really exist much anymore. Okay. Uh, there's Buddhism in China, which also doesn't really exist very much. Uh, and then a bit in Korea. And then, obviously, Japan as well. Uh, and then Southeast Asian countries, too. Why but did all your dad different. interested in Buddhism at that time? Well, so it's, like I said, through that kind of beatnik kind of... Uh, if you don't know about the literature from that period, it's quite hard to explain why. But mm. it's kind of like questioning reality. And, you know... Uh, this is when the Beatles were t- taking LSD and hanging out in India, right? Yeah, that kind of time, right? Yeah. So everybody's trying to push the boundaries of what they're thinking about their lifestyle. And, you know, the Vietnam War is going on. So yeah. everybody's questioning capitalism. You know, so they've looked to Christianity and that's not really showed them an escape. 
So they look for something else. I see. Well, and also if, at that time, the, you know, England and America and the European powers, the the the, the powerful people on the top were all Christians. Yeah. Mm. Right. So there was like a rejection of the powerful people and their religion and their culture by some people. Yeah, I think there's probably some of that as well. You know. Um, and obviously, if something seems exotic, it's kind of easier to get into. Mm. It's fun. It seems more fun, right? Yeah. Mm. And that's that's true at the start, I think. But once you get deeper into it, you kind of forget the superficial stuff. Yeah. And learn about it more deeply as well. So, so how 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 deep did your father get into Buddhism? Like, I don't know. He's been doing it for years now. I mean, he meditates every morning still, and he still writes about it. And Do you you've got your look? You got your prayer beads. You've always yeah. worn these. Yeah, but these aren't really like a particular expression of any kind of religion. They're just like a. It's an, a power stone. That what we call. Say that again. It's a power stone. Yeah, power stone. What we call that? Yeah, is it prayer is it? beads. Is it? Yeah. What, I, what are you yeah, wearing, yeah, sir? Yeah, if I see them, I think that oh, you're wearing a power stone. Well, they're called nenju, actually. Nenju. Nenju. Hey, so jizu or jizu gari desu. Ah, so it's from Buddhism stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. So, so maybe it's not a power stone anymore. <laughs> 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 but those kind of power stone things are like a fashion accessory that's got the same kind of idea, right? Mm -mm. I mean, this is the deeper discussion about Japanese people and religion, right? They don't really, honestly, a lot of people in Japan don't get what religion is. Dude, They've got no idea. <laughs> dude, I, all of my Japanese friends, like, okay, first of all, in Japan, there's two major religions. There's the buk Bukyo Buddhism and the Shinto, right? Mm -hmm. And like, now you told me this before and I didn't research it, but I'll throw it to you later. But like, apparently these were like the same kind of religious people that then broke into two sects at some point. Uh, no, but yeah, go on. <laughs> but anyway, the current situation is that you have shrines, which are Shinto. They have like the, the Torii gate, mm -hmm. the red gate that we, we know is the symbol of Japan. And then they have the, the traditional temples that that's the Buddhist people. They have like the monks and everything. And there's some overlap between the two. Like you can get married at a shrine. You can get married at a... I've heard that you can get married at a temple, although I can't imagine that being fun. Like, because they're just so serious. <laughs> like, Shinto is a little bit more fun. It, like, they, it's like more celebratory, but like monks at the like Buddhist like uh, temples just are so serious. I just can't imagine that like a fun, but you, they do have funerals there. Mm. I've been to both. How was, how was the, the, the Buddhist temple wedding? It's like kind of same as a Shinto one, like monks speaking something that I can understand. Mantra or something. Yeah. yeah and then... But the the the, the no church the, the temple was beautiful. It's like a you know golden style and then you know a lot of so color. So this was not in Kagoshima. This is somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, it is. It's there over there. Oh, okay. just there. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, it was serious. But oh, uh, what did they do? They drink sake. Oh, Shinto do mm. too. Yeah, so, uh, but in Shinto they have like the the flutes, the weird <laughs> sound. Yeah. A similar sound was there. Uh. It was CD. It was a CD. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they they often say this that Japanese people are born and they go to a shrine. Mm -hmm. So that you know that's the first that they get like like Christians in a shrine. Mm. When they get married, they go to a Christian church because they want the white wedding with the white dress and like the beautiful the beautiful like European style Disney style wedding. And then when they die, they go to a temple. So they just like check check check, but they don't view any of these places. Most people don't view these places like highly religious places. They view them as like cultural experiences. Right. Mm. Well, Japanese culture is about lifetime kind of celebrations, right? So you have Shigo-san, uh, mm. you know, when you like a little kid or whatever, and then you'll go on and maybe do a few different ones. I mean, they, they change through the ages, the, what kind of ceremony you do. They used to do one called Obinaoshi. Mm. So the girls would wear the first uh, kimono belt 
themselves and then somebody would correct it for them and that was a ceremony as well obi naoshi was fixing the obi belts yeah and then there was another one chakonogi which is where they used to put hakama on a boy for I'm, the first time i'm japanese but i never know such we words. know we know <laughs> these are, these know. are like old samurai type oh, okay, traditions okay. Or there, there's also a but, there was a there's a a ceremony for the first shoes for a child yeah, there's probably something like, oh, first yeah, you put shoes. and stand on top of mochi, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah first yeah. shoes and then stand on mochi. There's like, ah, so when they turn one year old, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't do it. I mean, <laughs> is anybody surprised? <laughs> but it's like, you know, yeah, but most of people do it. But, yeah. you know, Sotsugyoshiki is like the same thing now, graduation age, day. Uh, graduation and then day. Coming of age day. day. Um, and then like, um, when you join a company, there's a ceremony as well. You know? Yeah. You're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's weird for me really? as like a Western person. We oh. don't have any ceremony for joining well, a company. Well, because we don't <laughs> join the company in a big wave once a year like yeah. you do in Japan. Oh, I see. But like, everything's broken down as a life stage. Hmm. Yeah, it like, kind of feels know. like a like a factory. You know, like you're, the, the little part goes to this station and they screw on something. And then it goes to the next station and they screw on something. It's like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. to So and mm. it, it just feels like... Yes. But yes. Re religion for most Japanese people now is an accessory to that system of various life stages. Mm. So everybody true. knows that you have like, um, what do you call it? A shrine visit, Miyamaidi, uh, when a kid's born. So mm. everybody does that. Okay, tick. Next you go get married. So everybody wants to look. It's not Christian at all. It's supposed to look Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, they, but, okay, let, you know. let's just drop it right now. So a lot of Japanese people will get married in fake churches mm. with a cross behind them. They have no idea what it means. And then they have. We do know what that means. What you do mean? because you went to a Catholic <laughs> high school. No, many people know what that means. No, they don't. No, they don't. I have so many friends who will wear a cross. I'm like, are you Christian? They're like, no, I just like the way it looks. I'm like, do you know what this means? No, I don't. What is that? You mean? went to a Catholic. What does it mean? What is it? Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a close that that the Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, was... you know that because you went to Catholic high school. Oh, okay. Most people don't know that. Oh, oh, maybe. Okay, I gave it to so, you. So okay. anyway, so they got the cross behind them. They don't know what that means in general. And then they have some random white guy. Okay? Yeah. Listen, guys. He's dressed up like a priest. This is the most sacrilegious thing you'll ever hear. He's dressed up like a priest. He's not a priest. He's just some white guy that they paid $100 <laughs> to come that day and to pretend to be a priest in their pretend Christian wedding. It's a part-time job. It is a part-time job. <laughs> and then sometimes these white guys have to read like uh, some sort of words in Japanese and they're so bad. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> it. Japanese yeah. is so bad. And you're just like sitting in the audience. You're like, oh, this is embarrassing for me watching you, Mr. Fake Priest White Guy. <laughs> Somebody asked me to do that once and I said no. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do it. And they were like, well, why not? And I was like, it's weird. And they were like, well, but you just get paid a fair amount of money for 40 minutes work. So what's wrong with that? But I said, well, imagine the opposite situation. We're in England, right? Yeah, and, I, like and I want to have a Shinto wedding. <laughs> and I want you to dress up as a Shinto priest and do all the stuff, waving the branches just, and You stuff. Japanese guy who looks the part, just do it. You Would know you it. feel right doing that? And they were like, no. <laughs> like, you know, I'll get punished by you know divine yeah. powers or whatever. So Well, okay, I have to be honest then. I did this once. And it wasn't for, it wasn't for money. It was How much my, did you get? Zero. It was, for, it was for my friend. Uh, he got divorced after this, so I'll just take it, <laughs> take it as he will. Uh, he asked me to do the, because he did a Shinto wedding and then he did like more of a Christian style wedding. And he said, can you please do the officiant for it? And I said, my mother is actually a minister and she will kill me. So no. Yeah. 
And then I asked my mom, because uh, she's a minister. I don't, I'm not going to rat out where she is, but she's, a, she's an ordained minister. And I asked her, I was like, hey, so my friend said this. And I, I said, no. So we're cool, right? And my mom said, of course, you're not a real minister. You shouldn't pretend to be one. That's not okay. And then like a week later, she calls me back and she's like, you know what? I was thinking about this and there are no real ministers where you are. So why don't you, with my blessing and with the words that I give you, because they're all in Japanese, these really, really hard words. If you read exactly what I give you, then you should maybe do this because it'll be their only exposure to real Christian uh, religion. Hmm. And so I agreed to do it. And it was so hard because there's so many words that I didn't know that I had to study for the first time. Okay. But I did it. And they lasted two years. So <laughs> good guys. Good job, guys. Don't, because, don't ask me. Because you study just a little bit, they last for two years. Yeah, me? if you studied harder, man, they might oh, still okay. be together. You know I know I mean? it is it is it is my fault. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just say that. You know who you you're not watching this podcast, but you know who you are. <laughs> Leave a comment below. <laughs> But anyway, it is true that like the religion in Japan seems to be more of like a, okay, this is what we do, and this is the place that we do it. Mm. And then you'll you'll hear a little story behind it, like the monks and the the religious people will tell you the story behind it, and everybody just goes like they're listening to a Disney story. They're like, yeah, that's interesting, cool. Let's go get you know yakiniku. It's there's no depth to it. Yeah, it's not everybody though. I mean, there are some people who are very, very serious about yeah. it, but just mm. the majority of people. Mm, but even in the UK and the US, it's the same. The majority of people aren't really serious Christians. You know what I mean? Not like, now. Yeah, you know. So it's like you know, religion's kind of role in the modern world's changing, but it's a shame. I think that Buddhism's kind of been relegated to a funeral only. Yeah, it is only thing. funerals, dude. No one gets married at a temple. That's just weird. Sorry. But there's other, you know, benefits to it as well. Like everybody's talking about mindfulness now and all that mm. kind of stuff as well. So it's good to kind of explore your own kind of psyche and stuff like that too. Mm. So. How do, how do you express your your Buddhist you know upbringing in your everyday life? Like how do you? I wouldn't say I was brought up Buddhist. Okay. So it just influenced. Just yeah, I was influenced by okay. it perhaps. Yeah, but I wasn't certainly brought up Buddhist. How um, does how does that affect your everyday? You once told me that your son when he was younger was outside like stomping on ants or something and that <laughs> yeah. you got really angry at him because you're like you know we're a buddhist family or something like that no i just said well don't stomp on little animals and stuff you know what i mean <laughs> there's no need to do it right so if there's no need to do it why do it right they're all alive they're just doing the thing do you, you eat, know? do you eat meat because like the hardcore yeah. like buddhist buddhist practicing practicing philo- i don't know how to say this but you know depends on this th- school of thought because mm. like Siddhartha Gautama, the historical Buddha, ate meat. So, you know, do you eat meat or not? That's the thing. You, mm. Basically, he ate whatever was given to him. So when he died, he either, I think it was a mushroom or pork. I can't remember which one it was. But something like that was poisoned or not good. And he eventually died from that, apparently. So. And so is that when the kind of tides changed against meat or something? No, no. It's just whatever you get, whatever you receive, because you have to beg for your food. Uh. Whatever you receive, you eat. Uh, so whether it's meat or not because the animal's dead already right right you know but is, you shouldn't go out and seek to kill an animal to eat it is that the philosophy of itadakimasu and gochizo some of this like you know whenever you get food in japan it's always like i gracefully receive it it's like the thing that you say yeah well because you understanding then that the food that you're eating is coming from a huge cycle mm. of you know the sun coming down onto I the, the leaves, lion king i know you oh. know the, the, the farmer <laughs> raising it and everything like that and you're part of that as yeah. well but this, this, going itadakimasu, is not right. That's like a modern invention. Oh, okay. Putting your hands together. That's from the Meiji period. 
Oh, mm. so historically they didn't do anything. They just said itadakimasu. Know. It's from Meiji period. Ah, yeah. so this action is new. Yeah, that's oh. from the school school education system in the oh. Meiji period. Because you got people from samurai backgrounds and farmer backgrounds and everything. They all had to go to the schools together. Mm-hmm. So the people from different backgrounds didn't know the manners. Mm. Uh, so they like created a so new they created like a, a new generic uh, manner. No Japanese people know this. Oh. Itadakimasu is like something that's recent. They didn't oh. used to do it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Maybe one year old can baby can do it. Itadakimasu. Like your in your family, Natsuki, you you have a newborn, a uh, one year old, mm-hmm. and you know your your family, your father, I can't imagine him being really religious. Like no. he might have religious roots, but not being a really religious person. No. How about your husband's family? They have no religion either. I mean, just like like majority of Japanese, we go to shrine on the New Year's Day, and when people die, we go to temple, and then when somebody get married, we go to church. Do you buy omamori, the little magical charms that protect you from whatever? Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just for fun, it's like a you know lucky charm. See, I think that's like the general consensus about everybody that practices—not everybody, but the majority of people who practice practice religion in Japan—is it's for fun. It's like a cultural thing that they. It's like it's like oh today I feel like eating Mexican food, kind of yeah, like feeling like that. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know some people wear. Uh, we say, what, what's the necklace that the Christian people wear? Like, Crucifix. Crucifix, rosary, Ro- rosary. Ro- that, that's two different things, but yeah. Uh, okay, so they wear rosary for the fashion. We wear sometimes. Uh, yeah, so like just like you said, omamori lucky charm is like for. I don't know. Keychain. Do you get when you got a new car? Did you get the the Shinto priest to to ward off the bad spirits from your car with I smoke? Personally, haven't done this in my life, but some people around me does. So when I first heard about this, I was like, first of all, how much is it? Because everything that these guys do costs money. Ten thousand yen. <laughs> yes, ten thousand yen, uh-huh. or around ten thousand to thirty thousand yen. Uh-huh. And so I really thought that you t- took your car to the to the temp, uh, shrine, and then like the priest would just. Like hit your car, you know, and like give you your personalized. No, it's like a whole parking lot of cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bu- there's like a bunch of cars in the parking lot, and this one Shinto priest just like br- blessing all the cars in one big, <laughs> just taking their money. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm very cynical when it comes to religion, but yeah. Hmm. And then there's another one. Okay, you can talk to this one. Um, apparently, when people die in Japan and they have a Buddhist funeral, mm-hmm. they pay to have an afterlife name. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So you pay some money, and they'll come up with a, a name of a certain grade for your kind of Buddhist name. Um, and then if you pay more money, you get a fancier one. And this is for your afterlife, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's more for your kind of um, yeah. Depend depends on how you view it. It's a very complicated topic to talk about. Because like but... I I once had like a student who was a monk, and I I was I was drilling him on this on this on this practice. I was like, wait a second, wait a second. So the guy's dead. He's like, yeah. I'm like, so. All you do is you you give them a name. So you just like say some words. He's yeah. like, well, basically, yeah. I was like, how much do they pay for this? Well, it's like it depends on the quality of the name. I was like, how much are like the top tier names? And he's like, in dollars, he's like one hundred and fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Nissan Gohikumayano. Huh? Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, and all you guys do is write down like Joe. Nissan Gohikumayano. Hmm. That's where like the 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 like god tier like really oh. really really like tops out. And he was telling me about this. And I was just like, what? I was like, man, I should have made it. 
Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do have posthumous names yeah, in Buddhism, but there are, I mean, Buddhism in Japan is not one universal thing. It's lots of different sects, yeah. and the different sects have quite different beliefs. So, you know, they're not all the same by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I've actually so, talked to the different sect people and then they're, they're always like, oh, no, we're the true blah, blah, blah. Those guys, they're just for, they're for this and blah, blah, blah. It, yeah. Well, actually, it's more like having a table, right, with lots of different glasses on. And the glasses all have the same kind of drink in, but there's different shapes and sizes and things like that. So people Dude, fit the one that... You just went really philosophical, like, like, like philosophical with us just now. I'm just like, wow. Uh, that's, the, that's the explanation, man. It's the easiest explanation. Th that doesn't really work with Christians because Christians fight each other. Yeah, they do. Like, there's less infighting in Buddhism than you would imagine. Historically, there was a little bit, you know, but uh, mainly from the Pure Land kind of Buddhist type people. Is it true right. that, I mean, I know that Christianity came to Japan through where we are here in Kagoshima with Xavier. Yeah. Didn't Buddhism also land here? Yeah, I think so, oh, probably. From, yeah. from, from China. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So we're like the entryway. Mm. Yeah, and Korea as well. So mainly from those two countries, yeah. Mm. So Japan before that was like animist, like Shinto. Yeah. And then Buddhism comes in. Buddhism blends very well with domestic religions. Because it's, so a, in, it's a philosophy, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it, it's more of a philosophy. It's not trying to replace any gods that you have. Mm. Um, there are kind of deities in Buddhism, but um, they're more kind of representative of states of mind and things like that, rather than kind of like overseeing powers that are going to punish you and stuff. Um, so it kind of blended quite well with Shinto. And for a long time, Shinto and Buddhism were basically, you know, mixed together. Mm. Um, so you'd go to a shrine and there'd be kind of a, tem a temple with a shrine inside it or a shrine with a temple area inside it, whatever. And then, um, you know, after the Meiji period, they split them up mm. because Buddhism was seen as like an, a foreign influence. Oh. And the pure Japanese way of thought was Shinto. Mm. So the state separated the two. Um, and that's why we got state Shinto afterwards. And, you know, Buddhist complexes split away as well. I have no idea what Shinto people do in daily life. Like they do the same thing you do. Lots of <laughs> lots of cleaning. Lots of cleaning. Yeah, cleaning stuff all the time. I know that they do the fish at the funeral. I've seen that. Like they, fish yeah, they got the like funeral. I don't know. They got this big fish. I just watched it once. I was watching a Shinto funeral. And I was like, why I've, do you guys I've got a big fish? I've never been to Shinto funeral in my life. Really? No. It's no. unusual. Not many people do them. Yeah. Mm. Like I said before, like it's usually Shinto when they're born, Christianity, Christianity when they're getting married, and then the Buddhism when they're dying. Mm. So, Not my life, like we don't go to, I mean, temple anymore when people die. It's a like funeral center. And, and then, but the monk comes. Yeah, monk comes. Yeah. So, so I had no idea, like, yeah. You know, like the the funerals I've been before is probably based on Buddhism style. Yeah. But I've never think that was our Buddhism style. Right. Because but, like that's what we're talking about. It's just like that's the thing that you do at that time. Right. So the difference between Buddhist and Shinto funerals basically is that for Japanese people anyway, Shinto funerals are much easier to understand. Really? Because it's in Japanese. Okay. But oh. Buddhist funerals, uh reading Okyo Sutra, yeah. Buddhist sutras, which have been translated from uh, Pali into Chinese and then into Japanese. So if you just listen to it, you don't know what they're talking about. Right. It's like a spell. Yeah. So, yeah. It sounds like magic. Another yeah. Sign. So they did it like that to preserve the sounds because they felt that the sounds of the, the words in the sutra had magic powers. Oh, so it is, a, it is like, like so, a magic spell. So almost like a spell, almost, Aww. you know, with, with a meaning behind it as well. There is meaning there too. But unless you study it, it's very difficult to know what it means. But if you go to a Shinto funeral, you can actually understand 90% of what the guy's saying. Oh. So they'll talk about their life or, you know, what they did in their life and then how they're going to, you know, become a, a kami or whatever like that afterwards as well. When people die yeah. in a Buddhist funeral, they get plus one to their age for some reason. 
Yeah, there's a different way of counting it in Japan, uh, right? Kazuedoshi. Yeah, Kazuedoshi. Uh. Yeah. So it's like, if you die when you're 44, they're like, and he was 45 years old. I'm like, how did, where did this year come from? It's yeah. like, it's a different way of counting it's it. It's when you're born. You don't born as zero, born as one. one. Right? Uh. Yeah. yeah. So they get a new name and then a new age. Yeah. It's interesting. Hmm. Bonus, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another thing that happens is like a year after the funeral, there's the, what's it called in Japanese? Uh, so they have like nanenki uh, tokane. Yeah, nanenki tokane. So my mother passed away 10 years ago, and then next year will be our something anniversary. Yeah. We call Ju Sankaiki. Yeah, it's yeah. actually, ele- uh, no, no, no. This year she passed away uh, 11 years ago, and then to- next year will be 12. 12. But we do the Ju Sankaiki 13 years anniversary. Yeah. Oh. Mm. It's the big one. Is the big one, yeah. 13. Yeah, we almost forget, so I researched. <laughs> Sorry, mother. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's good to do that kind of thing and remember the right, person right, that right. passed away, right? Right, it's you know. like, a, yeah, remember, like always remember her anniversary. Do you, to do me. you guys have a butsudan in your house? I do. I mean, my parents' house, yes. They do you do. guys have a butsudan? Yeah. In small, the par- yeah, a small one, yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, I used to live in Kawanabe where they make butsudan, right? Mm-hmm. They're like world famous for that. And like, I've, I've lived in a, an apartment that had a space for a butsudan. Butsudan, by the way, is like a Buddhist altar, right? Yeah. Buddhist altar that you have in your house is made from wood. Mm-hmm. And so like they had a, they had a space for it. And I think we hung drying laundry there. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Japanese old school janakte house, yeah. they like each house have such a space. Yeah, so it was pretty old apartment, and and like I remember my brother was just like, "What is this space for?" I'm like, I didn't want to tell him, so I was just like, "You can hang your laundry here," because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise they probably we probably wouldn't use the space for anything. Yeah. Right? yeah. But yeah, and then so the most very like practicing people will wake up every morning and they'll put the incense and ring the bell and pray, you know, to their ancestors kind of thing. Right, right, right. To us, you know, God is our ancestors. So we pray for our ancestors to like, you know, please save us from like disaster. That's a blend us from Confucianism as well, though, really. So Japan's a mix of three major religions, basically. Mm. Shinto, uh, Buddhism and Confucianism. And then there's also Taoism, which comes in as well. Taoism, yeah, less so, but, you know, there is some influence with that as well, obviously. Like, you know, um, the kind of ritual, Shugendo and stuff like that, where they go up into the mountains and do all that kind of ritual purification and stuff like that. that that's kind of influenced by that, I guess. So, so many Japanese people go to uh, their family graves often, right? Is yeah. that, that Shinto or Buddhist? Depends on which kind of funeral they had, I guess. Oh, okay. So some people go to the, the grave site and they'll like pray as if they were doing a, a Shinto shrine. Oh, okay, okay. Some people just put their hands together like they're a temple. Oh, I see. So, there, um, there's also a lot of like Shinto blessing of construction sites. Uh, uh, I, I heard a story about how when they were building a... Um, the traffic control tower in Hawaii, actually, mm-hmm. uh, they're building a new one, and uh, the the there's a lot of Japanese influence in in Hawaii, mm. and one of the directors who was like overseeing this construction site like came and nobody was working, mm-hmm. and he's like, why the hell aren't you guys working? And then like all the workers just look at him like, well, what? And then his boss told him, <laughs> get a Shinto shrine, a Shinto priest out there to bless the construction site, or they're not going to do anything. And they got a Shinto priest to come out and bless the the the, the site, and then they started actually working. Mm. Mm. So there's like a lot of that that, and especially in Japan, like you'll see construction sites before. You know, in America, we just like have the the shovel in the ground with like the rich people like acting to pretending like they're doing work. 
It's like the the groundbreaking ceremony. Yeah, yeah. In Japan, they actually do like the blessing of the of the site and everything. And I then, mean, sometimes they consecrate things in Christian. Yeah, you know, sometimes. Stuff too. But yeah. they don't not as much as they do in in Japan. Like That's when you true. when you get a new house, you have to throw rocks off of it, or what was it? Something like so that. So you do munagishiki. So you do this <laughs> thing where you jotoshiki is another name for it. You build the house, and when you put the the main roof beams up, you go onto the roof and put alcohol at all four corners and throw off mochi. As like rice you. cakes and money. money. Yeah. Money as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, so well, you go to that, man. Mm-hmm. All the old people go fucking crazy. So they're all elbowing you out the way, trying to get the money off the ground. Really? Oh, yeah. Nuts. How much money are we throwing? Like 500 like five, yen coins or... Yeah. Yeah. And the, the big one is like 500 yen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the old people are like, get out of my way. Yeah. Well, it seems like not anymore these days. Did you do it when you had a house? Yeah, we did it. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Well, Good. because his father-in-law is a construction company. Yeah. Oh, was really? An, yeah. an owner, so probably... Oh. Follows all of that. So there's a couple of new houses around where I live, and some people do it, yeah. Uh, but less yeah. than before. Yeah, definitely. less than before. Yeah, but it's a nice thing because all the neighborhood people come around to get all the free shit. <laughs> you know? Well, it's a, it's a good way to meet your neighbors, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, actually, that's one thing that I wish I could do in my apartment tower is like, I wish I could go around to all of my neighbors on the same floor and introduce myself, like, hi, my name is Mitch. I live here. If there's any trouble or anything that you need, just let me know. Yeah, yeah. I would do that if it was America, but for some reason in Japan, it feels taboo to do that. So yeah. I don't do that. People don't like that invasion of privacy. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's a, it's a natural thing that you do in America. So usually, what you do if it's a house for example all the neighbors bring you housewarming presents and then if it's like i mean this is obviously depends on your area like if you're in like the poor area of new york people probably aren't going to come to see you but if you're living in a nice uh uh place usually they're like oh hi neighbor or like leave me a little note you know Mm -hmm. welcome to the neighborhood something like that aren't you not scared no no why would i be scared scared? because we don't want somebody to find out the where we live so i think that's more of a women thing oh really i don't really i don't care if anybody knows where i live yeah but i said hi when i moved into my house now i i mean my to my neighbors so you know your neighbors right yeah but not know like i know their face that's it we Mm. don't really have conversation in there you don't you don't need to be best friends with them but it's it's good to know who they are okay but anyway that that particular housewarming yeah uh Mm. uh, ceremony is a good way to meet you could do that you could throw like money off your balcony i think think all the police will come though yeah and how many stories is it it's quite high yeah lots of injuries yeah Yeah. is that shinto style that the people throw things um yeah i think so yeah Oh, okay it's more shinto than buddhist i imagine i want to say i want to say that i've 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 put a little bit of culture into my building because for years i put my christmas lights up on the on (laughs) on my windows yeah it's like the top apartment on the building and so it's like blinking christmas lights and so it looks ridiculous but i also have like a red ribbon on my door during the winter holidays that's cute and then so forever i was the only one in the entire building doing this and then this year the new girl whose apartment is near the elevator she's got this little red ribbon that's on the on the doorknob no way i'm like i'm winning (laughs) spreading the culture (laughs) but i mean we see all this japanese stuff and because it looks exotic to western people you think like oh wow they must be really spiritual or something but think about it like in in england for example you put mistletoe above the door at christmas Uh, right that's originally to ward off evil spirits and stuff Mm. right and holly as well because it's evergreen if you're going to say that the christmas tree most people are like oh that's christians like no it's from the druids and the pagans man So it's like, yeah, I mean, if you don't really study it, you really don't know what it yeah. is. So there's a lot of that similar kind of animism in Japan as well. You know, Shinto putting up green, evergreen trees yeah. in winter, mm-hmm. you know, like pine and, and bamboo and stuff like that in front of your house. 
you know, it's it's really similar actually. So I forgot the name of it. The little, it's like the little like shrine thing that they put on the ceiling. Yeah. For Shinto. Yeah, oh, I, ha- I had one. Yeah. yeah, I had one in my house, and I had also uh, in in my house too. So, like technically, two gods are living. Check, yeah. Check. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at work, we do like um, skinami sai every month. What is it? So, so we go to the shrine for the monthly Shinto oh, ceremony, okay. like blessing, uh-huh. and we also do an, uh, anzen kigang mm-hmm. every fifteenth of the month. So in the office, everybody prays to the kamidana mm. for safety for the next month ahead. So this is this is like splitting the difference then. So well, they're both Shinto, oh. um, and then once a year, um, a Shingon Shu, so Shingon, the historic Buddhist priest, comes and blesses all the um, items in the museum as well for safety. Interesting. So, there's yeah. there's something I got known recently that the the gate in front of shrine Tori gate. Tori gate there are two types and one is a red one and yeah. the other is a concrete one. Yeah. The red one say the shrine lives in the real god. Yeah. And then the concrete one the real person mm. are sleeping there. It's, it's like it's a, a big grave. It's mm-hmm. a, like a demigod I think is a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And actually there's a there's there's been some people talking about how the the Tori gate, the red this shape mm-hmm. is similar to the exodus of the Jews from biblical Egypt where you had to put blood of the lamb over the 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 house, the entrance of the house or else what? God was going to kill the firstborn son of your house during the plagues. Is that right? There, there's people saying that the religious imagery there is very similar. Oh wow! Yeah, so there, I was well, reading an article about that. Think about it, like the you know Jesus, they were shown with like a gold halo behind his head. <laughs> oh. If you look at Buddhist imagery, they always have a gold halo as yeah. well. So there's also uh, what is it? Jesus, the Holy Ghost, and God as well, right? The Holy Trinity. The Father, the Ghost, the Son, and the, and Holy, the Holy Spirit. Ghost. Yeah, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then in Buddhism, there's the Buddha, the Sangha, and the Dharma. So the three holy trinity, basically. Interesting. So there's a lot of crossover between those two religions because they Aww. both come from the same part of the world, really. Yeah. Like northern India. That, that whole East, Middle Eastern Middle area. Eastern area, yeah. right? That's why the, the story of the Great Flood is in so many different cultures and religions. Mm. And also the Jesus-like character, the Messianic character, is also in a lot of different religions. So, Aww. yeah, it is, it is very similar. Yeah. Why did that happen? Because you know, it's th- those things are from many. I mean, different places, and all long time ago. But Probably still, the same place common. a long time ago, uh, right? Uh, that's the difference between like real, real Eastern religions is that they are completely separate, unless it's influenced by Buddhism, which did come from that kind of Middle Eastern area. Mm. That is interesting. Mm. But there's some crazy shit in Buddhism, like some really fucking mental stuff like the hells and things like that the kind of different levels of hell that oh, they show. that sounds fun people getting tortured in different ways if you go to a temple sometimes they have them on display and it's like really scary stuff is that know? like dante's like levels of health whatever it is S- something like that you know it's like different kind of punishments for different people like you know in buddhism is reincarnation right uh the basic kind of thought behind it's reincarnation right so you finish one lifetime and then you kind of are reincarnated into a different level you know depending on how much good karma you accumulate so you can either go up or go down and then eventually you go out of the system which <clears throat> that's is that's when you're reaching nirvana nirvana yeah but i mean that that whether it's real reincarnation or not it's kind of a moot point i don't really believe in reincarnation as another being mm. but the kind of atoms that make up our body are going to go back into the universe now and, you're getting and, real scientific. And turn up somewhere else eventually. 
you know we're all kind of made of stardust anyway they say that's that's so. that's probably the one of the the most like changing like groundbreaking like earth-shaking things that i've ever heard is that we are all made the elements in our body were forged in the in this in the, the centers of stars and so we are all literally made from stardust which oh. is so amazing but for me, Buddhism kind of explained that better than any other religion that I'd seen. So oh. I was interested in it because of that, rather than the kind of esoteric nature of it or, you know. And like the way that they explain thinking as well. Like they said, the world doesn't exist. And anybody who hears that goes, what are you, what are you talking about? Of course it exists. Look, table or whatever. But, you know, everything we touch, feel, smell, see, hear. It's a every, perception. It's just an electric signal in your brain. That's all. It exists nowhere else apart from in here. So you don't actually know what's out there in the real world. So when you look at kind of Buddhist philosophy saying things don't exist, it actually does make a lot more sense than it might initially do. Mm. You know, if you look at it through a scientific lens as well, there's a lot that crosses over. I mean, there's some that doesn't, obviously. But, you know, and if you can learn to control your own mental state, then surely you can learn to control those external influences that you're, you know, processing in your head as well. So that's what interested me in it, I think, you know. Um, I, I want to point, I want to, we've gotten really deep with this conversation, but I think we've covered a lot of uh, topics. But one thing I want to talk about before we do close today's show is the, the idea of heaven, because we touched on hell. Um, Buddhism doesn't advocate a heaven, right? It advocates nirvana, which is like the like the perfection of thought and, and whatever it is, and peace. Shintoism, I'm not sure. Does Shintoism have a heaven? I'm not sure. But a lot of Japanese people believe in a heaven. Maybe that's a Hollywood influence. But a lot of Japanese people believe <laughs> is it? Is it in heaven. Is it Hollywood influence? I, I think didn't know that. Shinto has kono yo and ano yo, right? Oh. So this but, world and the world of the gods. But that's, I, I didn't know that, that Buddhist, Buddhist has no heaven. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not heaven that we, we think about. In the clouds, all white, everybody's happy. It's not, it's not, it's not that image. So Buddhism means escape from suffering. So the, the basic principle of Buddhism is that life is suffering. Yeah, and you, 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 what is it, Eightfold Path? So yeah, the Four Noble Truths and then the Eightfold Path. So the Four Noble <laughs> Truths are basically, this, everything is suffering. Suffering, suffering arises from, from des desire. attachment and desire. Mm. Uh, you can see suffering. And how do you see suffering? Through the practice of the Eightfold Path, right. which is like speaking correctly, you know, behaving correctly. Hey, where does um, heaven and hell idea come from? Well, Christianity has it. Okay. That doesn't mean it came from there. Okay. Because Christianity, remember, was it was born in a time where you know Greek and Roman mythology, so Zeus and Hades and stuff like that, that had already kind of existed, and then they had pagans and druids and all this, these people existed, and then Christianity was born from that, and so there's kind of been a little bit of mixing of stuff, and so it has it. So the idea of heaven and hell, not sure. But the idea humans for a long time have thought if you, you know, are bad, then you are, when you die, something bad happens mm. to you. Or if you're good and when you die, something good happens to you. And this idea that there is a God, this has been in human thinking for thousands of years. Okay. Right. So, I mean, if you look at the pharaohs, for example, the pharaohs were gods and then they needed their tomb, I think, to reach ascension, to go to heaven. Right. And so there's this idea of heaven for a long time. Hmm. But the idea in Japan of a heaven and hell probably comes from Hollywood. Really? I didn't know. I mean, like, Shintoism doesn't have heaven. Buddhism doesn't have heaven. So when you that. when you picture heaven, Nazi, how do you picture heaven? Tell me, visually, what does it look like? It's like a, it's like a paradise. It's like a, a blue sky and people are living in, up on the, you know, crowds. Hollywood, Hollywood. 
<laughs> it's Hollywood. <laughs> it, what about the hell? Hell, there is an Emma Dior, and then if you make, if you do the bad thing, they pull your tongue out. Yeah, 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 that's also that's a Christian maybe. I'm not that's sure. Buddhist, is yeah. it Buddhist? How do you say Emmadayo in English? Emmadayo is like the uh, oh god, what would you say? Like the king of darkness or something like that. The I prince of darkness. Yeah. Satan. Oh, so that, that 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 character is from Buddhist. Yeah, that's Buddhist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So that's one of the kind of. Oshakasama is in the heaven. No, uh, Oshakasama is by the way. Where is he from? Buddhist? He's from India, I think. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shakasama sounds like somebody who's inside out. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's Sakasama. Sakasama. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shakasama Shaka. is a Buddhism. So the, and because there is a kinder, kindergarten near here, and then it's close to, uh, I mean, temple, next to temple, and then they pray for Oshakasama. Yeah. And then Oshaka-sama is in heaven. Is Shaka in it? Ah, no, no. Sorry, I was thinking Shaka Shaka no? Chicken from McDonald's. <laughs> sorry. So, so Shaka-sama is Siddhartha Gautama, who's the historic Buddha. Okay. Oh, so okay. Shakyamuni is the, the, the historic ah, Buddha, right? okay. Mm-hmm. So he's the person who founded Buddhism, basically. So he's in the heaven. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not strictly, no. Oh, so, okay. yeah, um... He's achieved nirvana. Oh, okay. So he's kind of left the mortal coil and yeah, so gone somewhere else. But, you know. Let's just say heaven. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We're going to close down this episode of Religion in Japan. Is there anything else that we did, that we didn't cover? I think we covered everything. I don't know. It's quite in-depth conversation there. There's... Is it funny to have no religion to you guys? No, well, I don't have a religion, really. I just oh. think Buddhist philosophy is interesting. Oh, okay. You know, I'm pretty nihilistic about my... <laughs> I, th- I think if you come from a Christian or a Muslim country or a, Jew- a, a, a Jewish country and you come to Japan, it might be weird that there's the mixing of religions in the way that it happens. But it's also kind of interesting. To them, the God is only one. Yeah, monotheistic, uh, uh, like, for example, like I said, like Muslims, Christians, uh, Jew, uh, Jew, Jew, Jewish people, like, you know, the Judeo philosophy, it's all one God. Ah, uh, one God. Mm, so. Interestingly, though, the Catholic Church said it's okay to go to Shinto shrines and pray there. Why? Because it's not uh, a religious practice. It's kind of a spiritual practice. Oh, interesting. Spiritual. Do you know why they did that? Because they wanted more Japanese Catholics. Because uh. nobody's going to go, oh, I'm not going to a shrine anymore. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. My, my, my image is like there are many gods and they're getting along together in the sky <laughs> universe. In the clouds. In the clouds. In that Hollywood yeah. <laughs> heaven that you're imagining. Well, that's a good thing, right? If they're not going to argue with each other, what's the problem? Yeah. Right, just right, believe right. what you want. You know? yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I do like that. I do want to say one thing, though, that Japanese people in, in some ways kind of are similar to Native, <clears throat> Native Americans where uh, they believe in gods of things. Like there'll be a god of a river or there'll be like a god of a mountain, hmm. right? And so this is kind of more of an ancient philosophy for them. But th- this is something that they do believe. And you can see this if you watch the, mov- the movie Spirited Away, Sen Tochiro. Hmm. Then you'll see the river god who hmm. comes in as the big smelly guy into the, into the onsen. And he gets cleaned up and he becomes like the happy river god, right? And so 
they actually do believe in spirits spirits of things, which is kind of interesting. Oh, that's why the na- the name of the movie is called Spiritual. Spiritual. What, what, it's what called Spirited it? Away. Uh-huh. And I think they just came up. I forgot why they came up with that. Uh, so but. Kamikakushi is Spirited Away, basically. Oh. Yeah. Means like taken away by the gods. Yeah. Oh, or, I see. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, if you guys haven't seen that movie, please do watch that movie. It's beautiful, but uh, it does it does go over some of the philosophy of like the uh, the understanding of like how gods exist as like. You know, a group of, it's kind of like it's kind of like mythology, right? The Greek mythology with all the different characters and everything, just yeah. more. Well, it's animism, right? So, yeah, yeah. It's multi-theism. So anyway, all right, guys, that's been our show today. If you guys have any comments, if we got anything wrong, especially we didn't want to offend anybody, but if we got anything <laughs> wrong, please right. leave us a comment. Uh, if you guys, you know, like today's show, hit that like button and subscribe to never miss an episode. I think that's all. Anything, any, any, what do you guys, what do you, how do you greet and say goodbye in Buddhism? Is there any like saying or anything? Peace out. (laughs) Hey everyone, Josh here. Thanks for watching this week's episode of Small Talk Japan. Small Talk Japan was filmed and recorded in Kagoshima at Story Studios. This week's episode stars Michi, Natsuki, and Alex. And is produced by me, Josh, and is executive produced by Michi. Hair services provided by Drops Hair Temonkan. This week's episode is sponsored by Stapleton A. Kaiwa. Leave a comment below and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks again for watching, and if you enjoyed the show, click here to subscribe and click here to watch more. See you next time!